Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I don't know. I'm Maybe? your host, Kevin DeVries. Maybe. Uh, joining me, as always, uh, as you heard right there, is my good friend and partner in crime, Rob Langevin. Now, Rob, we're bringing the show to people a day late. Part of that is because we wanted to see all the information from the now infamous Carabao Cup. Don't know why it isn't just the League Cup anymore, but there you go. I mean, I do know why. It's because they got sponsored by Carabao, but... That to the side, there's a lot of information that we have um, now based on who played in all these matches. Uh, As of earlier today, the players that are like at least somewhat fantasy relevant that have played at least 60 minutes are Jordan Ibe, Junior Stanislas, Patrick Van Anholt, Mamadou Sako, Andros Townsend, Elias Kachunga, Mark Albrighton, Ben Chilwell, who I think is really interesting, might touch on him a little bit later. Uh, Jorginho Wijnaldum, George George Gomez, <laughs> Joe Gomez, uh, Marco Arnautovic, Andre Ayew, Alfie Mawson, Wilfried Boney, Hyungmin Sun, Della Ali, Jan Vertonghen, Kieran Trippier. Those are all the ones from yesterday. Today, for Chelsea, players that played more than 60 minutes, Hazard, pretty much Fabregas on 56, Bakayoko, Rudiger, Christensen, Cahill, Zappa Costa, I'm going to take a quick break here because, hey, I just read you infinite names. Feel free to go back in time to figure out that stuff. For you, just because you know a lot about Chelsea, are, are you thinking that these big-name players playing means that they won't play at the weekend? Or, like, specifically Hazard playing 90 minutes, that that was checking his fitness? Uh, for Hazard, I think it was a, definitely a fitness check to see if he could go a full 90. Um, we saw glimpses of him in a few games where he got, you know, throw minutes, throwaway minutes, where he was basically checking in and checking out, and basically not being anything relevant for fantasy. Um, Defensive-wise, I think they were trying to do something a little bit different. This is the first time, I believe, that those that grouping have played together in a match, um, which is interesting because there is no David Luiz this week. He is suspended. Um, so it, it's interesting to see. I think maybe he was tinkering to see how well they played together, uh, those, that grouping together. Um yeah, I mean, I'm not really concerned. I think that, you know, just because they played full minutes today doesn't mean that they're going to, you know, sit on the weekend because we can speculate here all day. And all we really want to know is, is if they're going to play how many points and in the fantasy relevant, how, were they, how well they're going to do for us. That's all we care about because this is a fantasy show. I mean, yes, we care about soccer and football and whatever, want, whatever you want to call it. But I'm just saying, like, we, we won't know. We're just guessing. We're speculating. You know, a lot of this is about fitness and these guys are, you know, some of the fittest athletes on the world. So them going, you know, 90 minutes on a Wednesday afternoon and then turning around and going 90 minutes on a Saturday is not something that isn't out of the realm of possibility. True. For me, I think I would be surprised if they taxed Hazard like that, likely uh, similar to Alexis, who obviously played and started today for Arsenal as well. 
Um, cause I was, I was strongly considering bringing both of them in. I think I'm a little bit more hesitant to because oh, yeah. of this. Um, I, I, from a fantasy point, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be touching Ed Hazard yet. You know, I, I think that, is he going to play a full 90 Saturday? I would probably say he probably wouldn't. I think that he'll go back to the, his, um, listen, they're playing Stoke. If, if Chelsea, what they bring on the field can't beat a Stoke squad with what they, you know, bring on the pitch, then they're in trouble. Um, Hazard will probably see, you know, a glorified 25 minute stint and, you know, and on, they play on Wednesday again after that in the, in the champions league. So I think that is the more prominent, you know, fixture in the next, you know, week from today. So, I mean, from a, from a fan's perspective, if you're bringing it ahead in Hazard, I wouldn't, you know, 10.5 is a big pill to swallow. You're going to have to slather that in, in peanut butter and, and shove it down your mouth. <laughs> um, but yeah, Hazard for fantasy right now is not someone that you can, you know, readily trust. There is too much um, money to be situated in other places, namely, namely the forward ranks, which um, I th- I'm sure we're going to get into a ton on this show because um, it's becoming a prominent thing with the FPL universe, and a lot of names are are getting a squeeze. And I think we need to start petitioning to have six forwards on our roster. Yeah. Um, other players uh, that played a whole lot. Uh, Mata played to the half hour mark. Rashford. Got two goals, then got hurt. Um, mm. Most of their defense stayed in, including Blint, um, who had starting to be sneaking back into people's teams. Luke Shaw makes an appearance, though, mm-hmm. um, which could be interesting going forward. Uh, scored a, what would have been a, a tidy goal, but then ends up he- being offside. Uh, for City, another thing I want to stop and really discuss, uh, Jesus and Sané both play mm-hmm. a significant amount of the match. Jesus stays on the entire match. Is this the beginning of the Aguero rotation, or do we need to kind of see the Premier League match first? Yeah, I I would hope that it isn't from the perspective of, I think I mentioned it on last week's podcast, that I kind of want both of them to play all the time. This way the ownership kind of you know striates across the board. Um, Aguero's ownership is, is completely spiked right now. So he's over 20%. Jesus is over 12% now. Um Oh, I hate the, I hate the word rotation, especially when there's so much fantasy goodies for a city squad. That just what we saw last week is basically the the goods that you can get every week against a weaker opponent. Um, yeah, I I hate to say that it's it's rotation time now because I think with you know Champions League here and then you have uh, another international break coming up soon, and then you know league play and the the Caribou Cup. Interesting enough, Kev, do you know actually know what a Caribou is? Um, is it a bull? Because that's their logo. Yeah, it's actually like a swamp cow. <laughs> the more you know. Um, the then to wrap up, West Brom basically played their entire first team except for Maddie Phillips, uh, J Rod, the only notable player that was withdrawn early. They, they looked good today, even yeah. though they lost the city. They were creating chances a lot more than they had in previous weeks. I don't know if they just. You know, they they got scored on in like the second minute. So I don't know if that just meant they had to open up a lot earlier and see if they could chase the match. But uh, a little something worth looking into uh, going forward. Um, a couple players that I was really into last week that did well. Uh, Robbie Brady gets a goal in his 30 minutes on the pitch. Um, I, I'm really liking the look of him. He still leads the league in accurate crosses uh, and is still top five in chances created. Um, gets an assist of the weekend, although it was kind of sloppy. Um, yeah. But hopefully that can turn well. And like I mentioned, Ben Chilwell uh, is a left back that a lot of big clubs have sniffed around a lot of times. 
um, has stayed at Leicester, working behind Christian Fuchs, who now has eye issues. And <laughs> that's one of those things where you don't know when that's going to be resolved. Yeah. Um, we're not huge believers in the Leicester defense. Nope. Uh, they have had some tough matchups, but they've also, you know, conceded plenty of goals thus far. Uh, but he, he is very good at going forward. So just just a, a name to to definitely not bring in now, but just to kind of keep an eye on, because um, mm-hmm. he could end up being significant. At least a lot of people in the f- non fantasy football world, the real football world, uh, view very highly. And then Joe Gomez, I thought was really interesting. Um, because there was that question of who was going to get the minutes in the Premier League, and it is very quickly becoming apparent that it's Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's it's, and they they kind of steal, they kind of offer the almost the same kind of uh, principles when they're on the on the pitch too. That's a, the sad point. I wish that you know there was a a defined role for each of them, and they each could find their way into the Liverpool starting eleven. But unfortunately, they they play the same spot, so you know it sucks. But I wouldn't. Tell anybody. I wouldn't even tell my best friend to to invest in a Liverpool defense right now. And uh, onto your Ben Chilwell, uh, your your statement about Ben Chilwell. He is four dot four. He's basically unowned. Point three percent. The next fixtures for Leicester, Liverpool, Bournemouth, West Brom, Swansea are the next three after the Liverpool game this this weekend. So anybody looking for a cheeky ad or you know somebody somebody sneaky that they can get in for you know an, a save a penny. On a 4.5 defender, Ben Chilwell is the guy. Like you did mention, Christian Fuchs is having an eye issue, and he's iffy for the weekend right now. Um, so Ben Chilwell is a good call, Kev. I like your your fantasy pr- prospectus. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, the other main issue uh, facing fantasy players is not just this r- huge list of players I just rattled off, um, but also that there are too many elite-level strikers right now. Many. You Six. have Kane scoring, you have Aguero definitely scoring, you have Lukaku. I don't know why I went in this order, because in terms of points, I think it's Aguero, Lukaku, space, 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 Murata, space, 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 Kane. But um, Kane continues to lead the league in shots on target, mm-hmm. uh, which definitely portends good things, although I think portend naturally has a negative connotation to it but anyway the point is there are there are four very high priced currently very tantalizing fantasy options mm-hmm. what what do people do because a lot of people had at least one price dump forward or at least like a mid-level one like the Firminos and the vardis mm-hmm. can, can somebody own all three should somebody own all three uh i mean can you own all three sure but at the behest of your midfield and you're probably going to have your bench is probably going to be a complete, you know, throwaway wasteland. Um, you know, just looking at at the prices and ownership. Lukaku still fifty five point eight percent owned. He's a, he's eleven dot seven. Uh, Harry Kane twelve dot five twenty eight point two percent owned. Aguero eleven dot six. Price tag twenty point two percent. Interesting enough on Aguero, he has four hundred and ninety thousand transfers in right now. He's up 11% from end of game last week. 11% wow. from last week. Um, Marata is 10.2, owned in 17.6% of leagues. Um, funny thing about Marata is he's being transferred out more than being brought in. 60K in, 100,000 out. That's 1.2% down right now in ownership. Uh, Gabriel Jesus is owned in... Ooh, excuse me, 12.3% at 10.5. He's 
he is being brought in 107,000 times this week, 37,000 times out. He is 5% up for the week. Um, those are the biggest two gains, Aguero and Jesus, for the week. Um, Kane is down 1.1%. Uh, Murata, like I mentioned, 1.25%. And Lukaku is down just barely 0.2% for the week. Um, so getting back to the original point, can you own all three? I just wanted to run off some numbers. I know people can read for themselves, but it's it's better when I, I tangibly read them out loud and then cognitively you know, give you some intellect on them. I just use three big words in one sentence. I'm patting myself on the back. Um, so basically the conundrum here is – and then you have Firmino in this group because I think that he still qualifies even at his discounted price tag at 8.7, 29.6% owned. Um, he's being transferred out a lot this week. He has 165,000 transfers out, but I think that's a good thing because I think that that 8.7 price tag allows you to, you know, shift around the we'll call it the big five plus one with Murata, Aguero, Jesus, Kane, and, and Lukaku. Um, yes, you can get all three in. You can get you can have any grouping of the three. I think that you probably can't be wrong. The only problem is that all six of these guys are involved in champions league so that involves a rotational trans point of okay well if i'm going with a big ticket item like aguero like a harry kane like a Murata, like a lukaku like you know like a jesus if they don't play your options after that because you basically have front loaded your front line so much that you're basically investing between 30 and 32 percent of your you know your salary based on who you choose on those three players, and you're probably if you if you're rostering any of these guys, they're eight dot seven and above. You're basically playing them. You're not going to sit an eight dot seven player every week because you think that his matchup is bad. I think that's a waste of money. I would rather punt down and then and, and increase my value in midfield. But to to have thirty percent of your lineup invested in those guys and then run the risk of them having a rotational risk, and you basically sitting on a blank because the person you're bringing in is, you know, Andy King from Leicester because you needed a 4.4 midfielder to fill in here. You know, that's that's not that's not good fantasy there. I mean, I I've always been a big proponent. We've mentioned it all the time. Always have one useful member on your bench. I know it's I know it's sometimes a waste of money and people laugh at it and it's it's not really a gaff, but you need one useful member on your bench, whether it be de- a defender with you know, intrinsic clean sheet value, whether it be a midfielder with some kind of, you know, a matchup slash or he's been doing something, but his price tag is moderately, you know, like in there. So I can I can probably get some investment back like a Pascal Gross or, you know, a, a Matt Ritchie, somebody in that, you know, that that five dot, you know, six dot oh and below range for midfielders and, you know, five dot oh and below for defenders. Um, but on to the, the forwards. Listen. There's no wrong answer here. Uh, I think we've said this a, a couple times in in the podcast this this week. We are on week six now. You know, there's no wrong answers in the build up for forwards. If you want to, you want you want Firmino, Murata, Aguero, sure. If you want Firmino, Kane, and Lukaku, sure. If you want Murata, Lukaku, and Kane, go absolutely go crazy. It's just that the rest of your team is going to be you know hindered because of that. You're not going to be able to have that fourth midfielder with you know decent returns. But I actually want to get into that after we talk about the forwards. About the the basically the dearth of talent below eight dot three and above uh, between eight dot three and six million. Hmm. How the, there's just zero midfielders of value in there that you probably are rostering. I think that's probably a, a component of you know the ownership levels of these players, the returns that the players are giving, and the and the prices that are forwards are are giving. Because I think I don't think anybody is investing in there. I mean nobody's giving decent returns at that at that value point, but. You know that's that's another story in a couple of minutes, but 
for the forwards, do do whatever makes you feel comfortable. Do whatever gets your best eleven, your best fifteen on on your team because bench does matter. Um, I know it doesn't matter yet because nobody's using their you know their 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 crisps yet, and um, you know just. If, if anybody hasn't wildcarded yet and you're looking at it and, and you're tinkering around and, you know, it does look sexier when you can put, you know, six big names on your team and then, you know, piece it together with, you know, you know, crazy glue and, and hope, hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I definitely can see where you're coming from there. Um, my, my concern, and you kind of touched on it with um, you always want to have one useful piece on the bench, is that, I mean, if you if you put in... Kane, Lukaku, and Aguero, right? They're all eleven point five plus. Yeah, it's thirty five million dollars. <laughs> yeah, that is you know out of a hundred, that's thirty five percent of your budget um, for those playing at home, um, which is but, an incredible but, amount to spend. Yeah, but the funny thing is, Kev, if you even divulge into that 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 further, uh, if you're starting three forwards every week, you're basically going to be sitting two defenders or two midfielders and one defender and a goalie. So if you get minimums for a defender and a goalie, that's eight million, and then a second defender at say we'll say four, we'll say four or five, that's twelve point five plus uh, a midfielder. We'll say the the average midfielder is, is that's useless is four dot five. That's seventeen. That's what is that? Seventeen million. That's seventeen yeah. percent of your roster that's on your bench automatically. That's just at the minimum, and then you have thirty five percent of that invested in three forwards. So I mean, yes, you're trying to subtract that from a hundred, but you order you automatically are taking between 17 and 19% off the top because there's you're you have to have a backup goal you have to have defenders that aren't going to play you're going to have a midfielders that aren't play so you're you're automatically subtracting this. so basically that 35 million that you're investing is basically in in 82 million because mm-hmm. you have basically have to, you have to have bench players and if you're investing in the minimum that's where you're you know your your jumping off point is at at that 82 83 million true um yeah it'll it'll be interesting to see how people react to this um, if Kane scores at the weekend against West Ham, it is going to make things a lot more difficult for a lot of people because uh, I think it looks like Aguero will jump Kane in ownership. Yeah. Um, by the weekend, so uh, somehow the it's, it's close. Row, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be close if he catches him. It's eight. It's still eight percent between the two. That's eight percent of five five million. That's that's a lot. That's four hundred thousand more transfers. Yeah, it, which is kind of crazy. Um, we kind of touched a little bit on uh, some guys that have changed price there, but who else uh, can be counted among their ranks this week? Uh, on the price ups, uh, it's it's slow, like it like every other midweek, you know, game week. Uh, Nicholas Otamendi has gone up. Uh, Jamal Lasales for for Newcastle has gone up. That's it for the defenders. Otamendi had a goal over the weekend. Um, City basically ran rough shot over their opponent, and Otamendi looks like a shiny toy because he scored his point return is better everybody's looking for a man city investment um i'd still look at i'd still look at mendy there if you're looking at a you know a, a man city defender only because he's involved in the you know the play a little bit more his assist rate and his shots and and his crosses are are more of a a boon to your fantasy here because i think that he'll be involved in the build-up more than Otamendi is uh lasales has goals in i believe two two consecutive games yeah back-to-back goals and in, in games um Price at four point six now. Ownership is is going up a little bit, six point nine percent. He's being brought in a, a lot because of his price tag. Newcastle does have a favorable fixture this week in Brighton. It's the uh, the highlight game of the week, I guess we'll call it. You know because they play all by themselves on Sunday. So 
Um, Brighton isn't the most offensive team, so I think investing in a Newcastle defender, not really, not really sure it's it's LaSalle's. I think that you missed if you didn't own him, you missed on his ownership. Now I don't think I, I can't foresee him getting three goals in three consecutive games. I can't remember the last time a defender has done that. Um, so that'd be a, a good. You know, lottery ticket if you wanted to bet on something uh, over abroad. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, Lascelles has never scored more than three goals in a season. There you go. See, he's never done it. It's impossible. Kevin DeVries just said it's impossible. <laughs> Through the midfield, uh, Pascal Gross has gone up. Assists, he's basically anything that Brighton does, he's involved with. Uh, they don't do much. So the fantasy returns are limited there because. He's pot, he's not really a goal scorer, but he's a facilitator. He's basically like a poor man's poor man, Matt, Matt Ritchie, I guess. So he, I think he's like the – yeah, he's probably comparable to Matt Ritchie. I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm a, a, call him a double poor man, Matt Ritchie. He's probably like a poor man's David Silva. How's that? <laughs> um, uh, on, also on the midfield, Mohamed Salah has gone up. I think people are still feeling the need to own a Liverpool midfielder. Um, I think that he is the shiniest star because I don't think Coutinho has given enough return uh, with goals and assists and minutes yet. Um, I think that'll change eventually when Coutinho actually does get on the get on the score sheet and the tally sheet. Um, also on the up, David Silva looking like he did you know a couple of years ago, maybe playing at ninety percent of what what he used to be. But ninety percent David Silva with the with the Man City offense that's around them and the Crystal Palace uh, defense this week, oof, it's going to be a bad game. Uh, Sergio Aguero has gone up twice in this week. Um, duh. If you, if you didn't know that Aguero is going to go up this much, you, you're stupid. He may go up again. If, if the, the transfers pick up again, he needs to go up probably another 150,000, which is definitely doable. And he's probably going to go up again, which is just sick. Roberto Firmino has gone up, um, which is completely weird because he's gone up so much, but he's been transferred out so much. So it's kind of like, robbing Peter to pay Paul. I think this brings into the point where we just got finished discussing the the forwards that are, you know, everybody's, you know, flipping an 8-7 uh, Firmino and going to uh, an 11.5, you know, Aguero or a 10.2 Marata or, you know, some other forward that's big priced and then sacrificing somewhere else. I think Firmino is is, is still a great buy at 8.7. He didn't play yesterday. I don't believe he did. Yeah, he didn't play. So, uh, and on the last forwards, Gabriel Jesus has gone up as well. Uh, everybody's buying in the Man City, you know, the, the wine right now, I guess. They're drinking it. Um, is, is, I'm going to ask you this, Kev. Do you think Gabriel Jesus right now is an actual differential for Man City? Uh, literally, yes. Mm-hmm. But I, it, I'm – listen, first of all, we already know that not to trust Pep Guardiola. Yeah, he, I know. He's just a horrible manager for fantasy owners and – he still owes me five bucks. <laughs> and much as I'd like to um, assume that Jesus is now going to get the start at the weekend, mm-hmm. I, I I just don't know how he can keep doing this. Because mm-hmm. if one of them gets hurt, the other one's going to have to play every, every match. Because there is no third option. What do you mean? They got Radio Raheem. He's not a forward. I'm kidding. Um... But yeah, so things things could get really rough really fast for them unless they're planning on buying somebody in January, which I guess is possible. But yeah. I right now, if I didn't own Jesus, I would not be buying. Yeah, I'd, I'd at least want to see what happens in the Premier League um, this weekend. Make sure he mm-hmm. gets the start before buying in. Um, I mean, it's it's definitely an interesting option because as you, I mean, you read the numbers out earlier. So many people are switching to Aguero. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be a very savvy move. 
I'm just not ballsy enough to make it because I'm I'm really concerned he won't get the start. Also worth noting for City, they played all of their potential wingers. Yeah, uh, I guess save De Bruyne, but they played Sané, Sterling, and Bernardo Silva today. Mm-hmm. And I I just largely don't know what Pep Guardiola is doing, and I guess that's the most concerning part for me. He's going balls to the wall. That's the, that's what Pep Guardiola's <laughs> style is. I'm going balls to the wall. Um, He's yeah, putting it, all of his pedals to the medals. Yeah, all the medals to the pedals. <laughs> um, yeah, Jesus for me is is a weird thing. He played a full 90 today. They have Crystal Palace on Saturday. Then they have Shakhtar on Tuesday. Yeah, tu- Wednesday, Tuesday. They play on Tuesday. Mm. And then they have Chelsea the following weekend. So the people that are buying into the Man City, you know, fantasy train right now with the Aguero transfers in look at the Odomende love you know Kevin De Bruyne is being brought back in from his his early season you know ownership and then drops and then now he's being brought back in David Silva's getting a lot of love um those three games are are pivotal here because everyone's just looking at Aguero be like oh he's playing Crystal Palace Crystal Palace is awful but you know there's a bigger picture here because you know City has to play Shakhtar Midweek next week, and then they they have Chelsea the following week, who is no is no joke. I know Aguero has a good history scoring against Chelsea. He's got ten goals in fifteen career games with three assists. So, wow. um, it's it's an interesting. That's a it's a great stat, considering that Aguero, you know, that Chelsea has been a clean sheet. You know, they're pretty good defensive team. That Aguero has ten goals and three assists in fifteen career matches. Um, but like, there's a bigger picture here. Yeah, I think a lot of people are being are bringing in Aguero that don't, you know, they still have their wild card is basically what I'm saying. I think that people are bringing in Aguero for a direct swap that, you know, they're probably sacrificing Kane or sacrificing Lukaku um, and bringing in Aguero trying to, you know, score money in the bank. This is just speculation. And then they still have their wild card in their hand, and then next week they'll wild card and go back to go get a team in that'll you know look look like a dominant thing because after after this week you know they'll have seen the Shakhtar game and then there's no Champions League game for a few for a few weeks and then it's basically just straight weekend play for a while. So I mean, yeah, I mean you got to own a city you got to own a city striker right now. Um, you think? You know, like regardless, yeah, I think you have to. I think that you know your your involvement in their in their in them, in, in their percentage of how it's growing between Aguero and Jesus, you know, it's 30, that's 33% ownership between the two of them that, that put them second behind Lukaku at 56%. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glumping them together. I know they're individuals. I know they didn't morph out of each other. And I know, <laughs> I know they're not conjoined twins and they're goal scoring wunder kids, but they're not. Um, but Aguero's ownership right now, the way it's going up and the way that people are jumping on him, um, is just, is just crazy. Um, I'm trying to remember the number. I believe it was only, um, it was a low number of last week's. You know, Aguero blew up last week, and the people who were in the top 1,000 last week, there was a low ownership rate for Sergio Aguero. I believe it was it was like right around like 10 percent of of people in the top 1,000 only owned Sergio Aguero. So I think that a lot of the people who are you know didn't have Aguero last week are now buying back are now buying in. So that number is is spiking. And the people who weren't doing so well had Aguero and now are doing well. So it's basically the people that were ahead have been caught because of Sergio Aguero. So now the people that don't have Sergio Aguero are bringing in Sergio Aguero just to keep up. This is always the this is this basically what uh, Sergio Aguero does every single year. He is the, the great most equalizer. He is the the boomer bust. You know, he's basically I, I'll equate him to this. 
remember the Bugs Bunny cartoon where Bugs Bunny's pitching and then the guy goes out and chops a tree down and he uses a, a tree as a baseball bat? <laughs> yeah. Sergio Aguero is that guy with that big tree as a baseball bat. He basically is the boomer bust kind of fantasy player. And there's only one other player in the game that has that ability and we haven't seen it yet. And it's Alexis Sanchez. Yeah. But Sergio Aguero is a damned if you do, damned if you don't fantasy option. And the, the train starts started last week. So people who have missed the bus, they're starting now. So, so now they have thirty three that they have thirty two weeks to ride the Sergio Aguero wagon and work off of that because his price, I believe, is never going to go below where it is right now at eleven point five. I mean, last year where he ended at what thirteen thirteen change last year. Oh snap, did he? Man, or was that or was that two years ago? It may have been two years ago. I think last year it was Kane that. Yeah, uh, it was. It was it, no. It was last. It was two years ago. Thirteen three. Yeah, he ended wow. last. Year. 12-7 last year, 13-3 the year before, 12-9 the year before. So at 11.5, I mean, if you're staring at Sergio Aguero and, and you've played this game for multiple seasons like me and Kevin both have, how are you not looking at this as a complete you know, bargain? 11.5 for Sergio Aguero, knowing that at the end of the year he's going to get you 20 goals and basically score in the top three to four fa- you know, fantasy strikers. The way you're speaking, are are you of the mindset that if you bring in Aguero now, you just don't touch him unless he gets hurt? I think the only time you touch him is if you are positive he's going to be completely rotated when City gets into the you know the round of sixteen. But yeah, I think Sergio Aguero is is a must own, must must own player, and his ownership right now twenty two percent, twenty point two percent, and and his price is eleven point six. I mean that's the cheapest he's been in you know. Like three years, four years, four years, literally four years. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, all right, uh, we finished uh, prices, correct? Oh, I did price ups, uh, price downs. I'll just, I'll just, I'll run through them real quick. I just, I, I hand pack a little bit. Uh, Leighton Baines has gone down. There's no, there's no reason to own a Leicester player. I'm, I'm sorry, Everton player. Um, they're not giving any kind of returns or clean sheet value, and he's not doing anything with set pieces. So Leighton Baines is on the out. Um, I'll group these defenders as, as a group. Liverpool defenders, no thank you. Crystal Palace defenders, no thank you. Um, everybody's jumping off the Southampton useless defender train. Um, you know, Stevens, Target, basically guys that, are, that you shouldn't own, but are basically Southampton dumps. You should look elsewhere. Uh, Mesut Ozil uh, injured and Price. And no returns equals your price is going down. Uh, Willian has gone down. I think it's probably because everybody's dumping because the Hazard is actually starting to, you know, accumulate minutes. Uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson, eight point three. You know, there's there's nothing in Everton right now that I'm buying, and there's nothing in Arsenal that I'm be- believing or buying, unless you want to be believe in maybe a Kalisnak. But that's that's it. Uh, Paul Pogba has gone down again. That's 8.1. This is probably the last time he'll go down. He was at 8.3, so he's gone down two pennies. Um, so if you're looking to be, you know, stay a week ahead of the curve, he'll probably, I'm not going to say, they, have they given a timetable for his return yet, Kev? I, I have, if he did, no, they did, I haven't the, seen the, it. The, there were many guesses. People were saying uh, 10 to 12 weeks. And then they asked Mourinho, and he said they don't even internally have a timetable yet, so that anybody yeah, so, guessing I mean, that I saw is, dancing, is wrong. So. But it is, it is, Weeks to months. All right. Well, I saw him, I saw a video of him dancing. So I, it was mostly arm movement. So maybe <laughs> some gyrations. Uh, and then on the forwards, Lacazette has gone down. I just said I'm not buying Arsenal. I'm not buying Everton. Um, they're not doing anything. Arsenal was pushed to the limit today by Doncaster. So, yeah, okay. Chicharito, no goals in three games. Um, punt. 
go go spend your money more wisely on a more offensive scoring team than West Ham. Um, and then Benteke is has gone down. Yeah, it's Crystal Palace. They still have zero goals in the Premier League. They got their first goal in in the Caribou Cup the other day. So they're off they're off the Schneid. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for all that, Rob. Uh, we'll take a quick break and be back with start sets. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, and we are back to talk to you about the players that we like this week, the ones we don't like this week, the ones we'd start, the ones we'd sit. Uh, what, what are the other ones? The ins and outs? Um, the ups and downs. The yep. uh, the yays and nays. Ooh. Yeah, and the eyes hit, have it. They, they hit it or quit it. <laughs> That's not bad, uh, as long as people know the original context. Yo, um, I, yo, yo, <laughs> for I, me, <laughs> oh, I hit that. <laughs> no, I'm quitting that. No, 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 son. Um, for me, for forwards, um, kind of following your your line of thinking there. I'm just gonna continue following chalk with a little stat for you guys that both Aguero and Kane are at least ten percent lower than their career averages for shot accuracy. So not only is Aguero already catching up, but he still has catching up to do. So another performance like that could be in the works. And Kane hasn't really had that big performance yet, although he did have the two goals um, a couple weeks ago. But that could also come back to the mean very, very quickly and very severely. Um, I, I'm, I'm so hesitant on Jalsalu because the shots have stayed there. He missed a lot of opportunities last weekend. And I'm torn between... I mean, it's good that he's getting chances created around him and sometimes for him directly. But, man, his, his finishing is is a, you got to put a little question mark on it already. Um, hopefully he turns it around and then he'll be back in my good graces. But for now, he gets a little question mark. Um, in midfield, I mentioned uh, earlier, Robbie Brady scored midweek, only played 30 minutes, so he should be well-rested. Again, as I mentioned, still leads the league in accurate crosses and chances cre- – oh, top, sorry, top five in chances created – you mentioned the two other guys in his price bracket earlier, and I, I was interested to see who you would rather have. If you didn't own any of them and you were going to buy one, would you rather have Robbie Brady, Matt Ritchie, or Pascal Gross? 
I think Pascal Gross is too limited by what Brighton can do offensively. Um, we've seen it in fantasy years previous where it's good to have uh, – he's not Gilfie – He's like I'm going to compare him to Gilfie Sigurdsson. Gilfie Sigurdsson oh, was and on he's Swans. like so involved in everything they do. He's so involved in everything, but I don't think that they do enough. I think Swansea had more going for them offensively. Uh, you know, Tomar Hemed is not the, you know, the, the Swansea strikers from the years past. He's not Lorente. Uh, he's not. Yeah, he's not Lorente. He's not Boney, uh, you know. So, I mean. Yeah, or uh, even think, Andre Ayew. Yeah, like, I, I think he's he's limited by that. Um, I think Richie has a little bit more of intrinsic value around him. I think that Newcastle are starting to come around. They're they're showing that, you know, what they showed last year in the champion champion league, uh, championship league. Um and defensively, I think they're they're a stout team, um, and you know I like Burnley, but I think Burnley and Robbie Brady fall closer to what Pascal Gross is than what Matt Ritchie is. Mm. And Matt Ritchie, for those that don't know, four assists in his first five matches already. Yeah. Um, the other player I want to note, he may still be missing out through injury, although he did uh, train, is Mesut Özil. No player with the same or more chances created is without assists. And he wow. still has zero. The ones in front of him have three, four, and five. Wow. And he's at zero. So <laughs> if slash good. when he plays, if Alexis is back, if Lacazette can get going, those Otsul stats should come back. Last season was actually disappointing. The, the, mm-hmm. and the final result was not that dissimilar from the underlying stats. This year they are. And mm-hmm. in theory, he should also have a big match coming sometime soon. <laughs> in defense, uh, you and I are both leaning on the defensive train of Newcastle right now. Uh, two consecutive clean sheets uh, before this weekend. Kieran Clark is cheaper than Lascelles. We already mentioned that Lascelles is going to be way overbought on because of his two goals. Again, never scored more than three in a season in any mm-hmm. level of his career. Uh, well, no, maybe, that's not true. That's not true. He played PAL League in uh, when he was 11. Uh-huh. He, had, he had 41 goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say like after prom or something like that. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing the zag when everybody else is doing the zig. I'm going with Kieran Clark here uh, at 4.5. He's gotten just as many bonus points as Lascelles, even without scoring the goals, um, mm-hmm. which is pretty impressive. This week he's coming up against Pascal Gross and that Brighton attack uh, that are so... Uh, ineffective in front of goal right now. Uh, currently, doop, 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 bottom five in goal score. Wow. Um, so this this could really be the week that they uh, solidify themselves. Also, you're going to get a bonus start from me, which is going to be Lucas Fabianski. The clean sheet Ooh. against Tottenham last week gives him three on the season already, leads the league in saves with 24. All of a sudden, he's he's kind of looking like a real option again. You know, <laughs> we've talked in the past every year. There's a keeper that just kind of comes out of nowhere, and you got to buy on early. And for me, I had Ben Foster. Their their upcoming matches look awful. A lot of people had Fraser Forster. Their match this weekend against United looks really scary. There's not as bad the next few weeks. But uh, I personally, and we'll get into this more later with my team, I swapped over uh, to Fabianski and Clark at the back. Those are I, I had two free transfers this week, and mm-hmm. I used them at the back to facilitate nice. forward stuff moving forward. Um, again, we'll get more to that in my team. But, yeah, you get a bonus goalkeeper start from me this week. Uh, who you got for the folks, Rob? Uh, I'll start on defense. Um, I think this guy is a little bit being overlooked. I know it's hard to overlook the guy who was in the top two in fantasy defender scoring last year, and that's Gary Cahill. 
Uh, at 6.3, he's gone down in price twice because he's missed some games. He's owned in 4.1% of leagues. Chelsea play Stoke this week. Um, uh, and there is no David Luiz, who's owned in 20.5% of leagues. Uh, I think everybody who owns Alonzo, there's a lot of you. It's 21% of you. Is, 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 I mean, it's a good investment. I like Alonzo. But he's so goal and clean sheet driven that I think there's you know the 7.1 price tag and the, the 0.8 difference in price between him and Cahill. Isn't really that big of a, you know, that big of a gap that all right. If he doesn't score a goal, guess what? He's going to be tied with Cahill, and you're saving the money. So at the end of the year, they're probably going to be close as long as you know Alonso doesn't score, you know, ten goals. Um, oh, and an interesting fact about Cahill: uh, eight times last year when Chelsea had a clean sheet, he was in the bonus. So there you go. Ooh, them bonus uh, points there were. Yeah, yeah. In the midfield, uh, I mentioned him before. Um, for me. The, the the end of the midfield, you know, useful midfielders is 8.3, and that's where David Silva currently resides. At 16% ownership, I, I'm i in love with David Silva right now. Uh, I like the new haircut. It's shiny and new. <laughs> I, I still I, – it's funny. It was three or four times when I watched the match over the past weekend. I was looking at it, and I'm like, wait, who's that guy running around with the ball? Oh, it's David Silva. Yeah. I literally did that three or you four times. You forget it constantly. Me too, man. It's so strange. He had such iconic flowing locks. Yeah, and it's weird. It, it, I get that same feeling. Do you ever get this feeling? Do you ever drive on a road that you've dri- you drive on all the time, and you like see something? You're like, you're like, where the hell am I? And like, <laughs> you're literally on the same road that you yeah. drive like every single day. You're like, where the hell am I? Matt David Silva is that guy. It's from like the, the opposite of deja vu. Like forgetting somewhere you've already been instead of yeah. thinking you've yeah. already been somewhere. One hundred percent. And I, I want to mention this again. So everybody who's listening to this podcast, go go on the official official page. Bring up the midfielder and do it by pricing. Name one midfielder between 8.3 and 5.9, which is Matt Ritzy, that you'd want to own on your team and actually start and be like, yeah, I'm going to go with this guy. That's, that's, that's a big difference. That's $2.4 million in price between David Silva at 8.3, and everybody above him is useful. you got the Mctarians, the Ericsons, the Ali's. You know, everybody above that is, I think, is useful. You know, and, I, and then there's a big gap between David Silva and Matt Ritchie at 5.9. You know, yes, you could probably make an argument for some guys in there, but I'm going to tell you you're completely wrong because I know more. Uh, so on to the forwards. Uh, I'm going with Firmino because I think that people are just completely disregarding him. And he's basically – he's the sixth che- you know, celloist in a, a, a quintet of the, of the forwards. His price is cheaper <laughs> than everybody else's, so I think he's getting overlooked. He didn't play midweek, so I think he gets a full 90. Liverpool do have a, a winnable, winnable match this week, and they are playing at Leicester. There's going to be goals in this game. Liverpool can't can't stop him. Leicester is not the greatest, you know, woven knitted blanket of you know goodness from grandma <laughs> for defense. So Firmino is my guy only because he's being transferred out more than he is being brought in, and that that screams differential for me. And at eight point seven, I'm buying it all day. Uh, On to my sits, um, my forward. Anybody not mentioned in this podcast as part of the top six <laughs> is a complete sit, and you shouldn't own them. Uh, that includes. Kane, Lukaku, Aguero, Murata, Firmino, and Jesus. If you don't own three of those guys, uh, you I don't know what you're doing in this in this game. Sure, you can argue. I know that. Oh, you know Jamie Vardy. You said Jamie Vardy was good. Yeah, I did it for one week. It was a gamble. I lost. Cool. I'm back on the train now. Hmm. Uh, in midfield, uh, yeah, he had two goals today. But when's the last time Leroy Sané did something good at 8.2 in your fantasy team? He's not going to do it this week because I don't think he plays. Uh, on defense, so Southampton defenders yeah. um, playing against United at home 
Southampton, the Saints. I don't like it. Ryan Bertrand owned 13.5. Yoshida, 2.5. Cedric, 10.7. It's a it's a bad investment. And I'll even throw Virgil van Dijk, who's, who's gone up. 0.4% in ownership. He's now at 1.3%. Um, this is not the week to get to get cheeky and bring in a Southampton defender. Um, United are not going to be, you know, they're not going to be nice to, to the Saints this week. Um, yeah, for me, uh, the forward I'm sitting is has got to be Lacazette. He's outside the top 10 in shots on target, already has three blanks, has never gotten more than six points even in those games where he's scored, um, which is... Not great, to be honest. Um, my midfielder that I'm not uh, liking anymore is Della Ali. I know he's scared in the Carabao Cup, but he did play uh, 90 minutes there. And just statistically, he just is not up there with like Ericsson or, like you mentioned, I also love David Silva. I've had him in my team for a while now. Or like McTarian is also in that eights area. Um, Del Ali just is not performing at the level of the others, but he's still 32.4% owned. Can he still pop up with random goals? Of course. Um, but right now, you probably need better for your money. Or you could uh, drop down to that second tier that Rob was talking about, down there in, in six and below. And all of a sudden, you might be able to do that that forward listing we were talking about earlier. If you wanted to go with Aguero, Lukaku, and Morata or some such. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Del Ali at 32.4% owned. It, it's just too high. You know he, he's still a, he's still a decent player. He has not looked great this season thus far, um, but yeah, I, I'm out on Della Ali right now. You mentioned Southampton defenders. <laughs> I am on board with that this week. Next week, swap all of your Bertrands to Cedric's because Cedric <laughs> has the second most crosses from the right wing in the Premier League right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Bertrand does not, <laughs> although he does play on the left, obviously. Um, but if you follow our advice and you want to bring in a Newcastle defender. Newcastle and uh, Southampton actually pair pretty well over the next five matches. Uh, helps you avoid both Liverpool and Manchester United, uh, which is a nice little uh, bonus there. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the defenders uh, I'm long-term not a fan of anymore is West Brom. <laughs> because not only are you going to start seeing rotation, now that Gibbs has come into the four, now that Neom missed last week, all of a sudden you're going to have Macaulay coming back in, which could cause problems for Hagazi. I, I and oh and the matchups are bad. <laughs> so all of a sudden, uh, West Brom defenders and goalkeepers, I'm um, um, on the outs with, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I I agree with West Brom. They're 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 always like a shaky investment anyway. And then you start seeing like injury news and guys coming back into the fold, and and then them start getting shaky. Yeah, it's it's. I'm not saying start bailing water on the ship of known as West Brom, but yeah. But kind of. <laughs> yeah, but, but kind of. Uh, all right. Uh, Rob, uh, at one point you were talking about uh, enacting your wild card this week. Did that happen? Yes. It cool. did happen. It is currently here. I am currently soaking up every price change that I possibly can and, and wrapping them into my, my, my roster. So um, Cool. What, is, what the, are you thinking? Who are you, who are you looking at? Who are you, what's, what's, uh, what's hip and what's happening? Well, the funny thing is I think I talked to you the day I, I – I think I told you that I – did my wild card and I or I sent you a draft of it. I had two Newcastle and two Swansea <laughs> defenders, yeah. and I may or may not have been um, indulging myself in spirits at that time. Yeah, I'm gonna so say you're, I was drunk. so you're yeah. not sticking with that. <laughs> no, I have currently punted off of that. Um, so uh, in goal, I have uh, Ben Foster and uh, Rob Elliott uh, on defense. I still have a, I still have one Newcastle and one Swansea. I can't quit them. So I have Kieran Clark. And uh, Federico Fernandez on defense. 
Uh, I pair them with uh, Ben Davis, Nicholas Odomende, and I just put him in when we were talking about this podcast. I put in Ben Chilwell as well yeah. at 4.4, so I'm kind of liking it. I think that the, the his involvement this week could, could lead to better things down the road, and at 4.4, He's not going to play for me anyway. He's my fifth defender, and it, I'm not. I like the gamble at four four, especially with Leicester's upcoming. They have they have a couple groups of good games that are in a row. You know, it's after this week. It's it's Bournemouth, West Brom, Swansea, and then they play Everton, and then it goes Stoke, and then you're basically into the new year. Yeah, and, and Everton aren't really scoring goals either. So. No, no, no. The Toffees are are stale. So in midfield, ooh, that is such a great aside. The Toffees are stale. There you go. And nice, uh, man. yeah, so uh, in midfield, I, I've gone the route of one punt midfielder um, only because I don't need him. I won't ever need him. If, if I have more than two subs, I'm, my team's in trouble anyway, so it doesn't make a difference. So basically, if Chilwell and King are my, my two punts, I'm fine with that. Andy King is my 4.4 punt. He's the cheapest midfielder I could find that actually does something relevant in a fantasy game. Uh, I pair him up with Matt Ritchie at 5.9, David Silva. Uh, Christian Eriksen and Henrik Victorian across the middle. Um, I basically have gone for playmakers over goal scorers in my midfield. Um, I like the assist to goal ratio better than the goals to assist ratio, I guess. Um, you know, the guys above Victorian and Silva, you know, I, I'm not really buying any Arsenal players. So Sanchez is out. Hazard is not even an option yet at 10.5. Uh, I've, I've soured on Della Ali being consistently good at scoring goals and doing things from a fantasy perspective, I'm sure he's going to keep doing things, you know, in Champions League and the the Cup or whatever you want to call it. Um, but so Ericsson's my guy, my high priced midfielder, uh, and then my forwards. This is the the strain of contention on my team. I've gone, I flip flopped a lot. Uh, I'm currently sitting on Firmino, Alvaro Morata, and Sergio Aguero. Um, there's no guarantees I'm going to sit on that. I have 0.7 in the bank, so I can shift around a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm content on going with a four three three. Odomende and Davis have have decent enough matchups. Clark and Fernandez have o- okay matchups, competing, considering they're lower level teams. So I'm I'm fine riding that that wave of emotion that defenders can give you. Um, so this is the draft I have right in front of me. This is the, probably the sixth or seventh draft that I've I've had. Um, you know, I'm I have three of the of the six forwards that's the, the important thing now piecing the right ones together is the hard part yeah um i i love where you're coming from with your midfield it's very similar to mine when i did my wild card which uh two weeks ago maybe now one week ago i did it that's, over the international that's eons ago that's yeah eons ago. what i did uh when i brought in brady silva and erickson i i had mctarian from the start of the year was um i literally took the four highest people on the chances created list there you go. And we're just like, let's see. Let's see what happens. And that has gone very well since. Although McTarrion slowed with the assists. Goals instead for some reason. I guess yeah. goal singular. But uh, yeah, Brady kicking the assists. Obviously, Silva got two last week. Thought him a little disappointing, but Erickson got one the week before. So yeah, that's definitely going to be uh, interesting to see where that goes. Uh, what was your front line? Firmino, Morata, Aguero. Yep, mine is Firmino, Murata, and Lukaku at the moment. So I guess I don't really have to tell you my team because I pretty much just went over it. Oh, and yeah. as I mentioned before, uh, brought in uh, Kieran Clark for Alan Neom, who is now no longer a guaranteed starter, uh, yeah. and then Fabianski and for Ben Foster, which is me entirely, as you said, <laughs> uh, getting rid of the, the baggies from my team. Um, who are you looking at for captain options? Obviously, you kind of get your pick of the litter there since you're on your wild yeah. card. I mean, 
there's there's a re- there's one reason and one reason only you roster Sergio Aguero and it's the cap him. against Crystal Palace at home. Yeah. Always I mean, captain Aguero. Yeah, I mean there's there's good options, you know. The only thing that worries worries me about Morata is we saw what Stoke did to United a couple of weeks ago. They held them pretty tight in check and, and held them to two, they, they did score two goals, but you know, it doesn't look like it's a multiple game for Morata and he hasn't exuded that that capability that he's going to be on a, a multiple multiple weeks, you know, like in Aguero. Um Firmino could be the you know the the lazy lazy-eyed pick, I guess. You know, and I, I don't think I'd I don't think I'd captain a, a midfielder. So I, I, it's looking like Aguero. If you if you own Aguero, this is the public service announcement that if you know if you own Aguero, always captain Aguero. Yeah, not a not a bad uh, strategy at all there. Um, also, one last parting shot before we get out of here, uh, worth noting, and I forgot to bring up earlier that your boy Dominic Calvert Lewin did score for Everton today. Woo-hoo! No uh, no thoughts on investing in him, or is he more of a DFS guy for you? He's a DLC. He's the DLC. <laughs> or D- DCL, whatever his name is. I'm dyslexic, so it doesn't make it difference. But yeah, <laughs> he's definitely a DFS option. Everton is, they're still trying to figure out what pieces fit. You know, they're like an 11-piece puzzle, and they have all the pieces. They just don't have the right, you know, they, they're looking for that one, you know, like that one cornerstone, I guess, that, to, to break the mold and put them in the right direction. I think they have the talent there. They just don't have the, you know, the striker. The They're missing the striker. Yeah, they don't have the wear. Sandro's not the guy. I don't think Sandro is more like Sandro is more like the Islam Slomani than the Vardy. You know. Mm. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but that'll do it for us today. So, uh, Rob, tell the folks where they can get at you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at fpl underscore mnop, uh, or you can find my writings and stylings on rasball.com. Yeah, and I'm your other host, Kevin DeVries, at KevRoth on Twitter. You can find my ratings over at Goal.com. Also doing uh, things every now and again over at TheEaglesBeak.com. And we also host uh, shows for Fantrax and VIPBet.com. So be sure to check both of those out if you want to hear our DFS takes, like the Dominic Calvert-Lewin one that uh, Rob just provided for you there. Uh, Best of luck to your teams this weekend, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.